What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm fired up. We got a killer episode for you today. We're going to give you the main obstacles you absolutely will face in your fitness journey, in your life, and how to overcome them. It's not a secret that a lot of people do really well, lose a ton of weight, are on their grind, something pops up, and throws you off of it. And that's why today's episode was inspired by a viewer question, which was, how can I overcome obstacles in my fitness journey? Something always just pops up and throws me off the wagon. It's very demotivating. And one really cool stat I wanna share with everyone before we jump in is that most Americans will follow some kind of diet at some point in their lives. Unfortunately, most diets have extraordinarily low success rates. Around 80% of dieters regain all the weight they lost within a year, and 85% regain it within two years. Within three years of finishing a diet, 95% of people regain all or more of the weight they've lost. Of those who regain the weight, at least one in three puts on more pounds than they originally lost. Super easy to get motivated to lose weight. I love how Lane Norton always says America doesn't have a weight loss program. They have a weight regain program. problem. There's a chance if you're listening to this, you've lost weight at some point in time, but maybe you're not where you want to be. And that's likely because of one of these things that pops up. But today we're going to show you how to smash through those objections, join the 5% of people who are successful in getting fitter and staying fitter. So the first obstacle we think that really lets people down is that they have unrealistic expectation and goals in their journey. If you can't see yourself doing the diet for three, six, 12, or 18 months into the future, rethink your plan because it is going to fail. Fitness and health should be about the rest of your life. It should be about sustainability. And if you're doing something with a really narrow, short-term just vantage point, you are not going to succeed. It's easy to cut out all sugars, all junk food, have no alcohol, run five miles a day for a few weeks. Maybe not super easy, but easy-ish. You're going to see crazy results. You're going to lose a lot of weight. The second you start to add those things, that's where you're going to see everything reverse. You're going to feel horrible. You're going to get demotivated. It's not going to get you where you want to be. Instead, set realistic goals. We love setting goals through the SMART system. So a specific, measurable, attainable, what's our again? Realistic. Realistic. And T? Time bound. Time bound. Kyle always has acronyms unlocked. But once again, I always just Google it. So if you can't remember it and you're setting some goals, just search SMART goals. It'll pop right up. But looking at goals from a realistic point like that just makes it more achievable. It makes it more exciting and you can break it down as we mentioned before into those micro goals and when you come into the journey saying hey i need to lose 100 pounds and i want that done in the next three months not realistic it's going to demotivate you whereas if you say hey the next three months i want to lose my first 10 pounds on way to my next 100 that's going to be more obtainable and more motivating another common reason people will give up on their diets is a bad weigh-in or a lack of progress and mentioned before that's where things like low carb diets can be really exciting because you cut out all the carbs you cut out a lot of food volume cut out a lot of water glycogen in your system and you're naturally going to have a whoosh and you're going to be really light and that's where people get motivated and they achieve that buy-in into their diet and when you have that buy-in it's more motivating but once again this isn't something that'll last forever you're going to see the scale go up down things are going to pop up you're going to make mistakes you maybe you'll fail in one of these upcoming situations But by going through the rest of this podcast, we're going to give you the tools, so hopefully you don't. So that's number one. What's number two, Kyle? And number two, let's get real. We all have vacations. We all have travels. We all have situations that it's just we're out of our normal habit and normal routine. So vacations throw people off a lot. I'm very comfortable and happy to say that when I go away, I come back 
honestly usually in a better spot. And there's a lot of different principles you can follow. Now, I don't want you to have to go away and not enjoy any of it. That's not the point, that's not realistic, and that's just not gonna be fun at all. But for me personally, I like to have some sort of plan. So when it comes down to it, I might take a rest week for the gym and do a lot of hikes and lots of walks. I might still go to the gym and look for a local gym and get that out of the way in the morning. The biggest thing is planning, and that's where you're gonna notice as a very reoccurring theme throughout this episode is we always say fail to prepare is preparing to fail. And so when I go away, I'm always looking at that type of stuff. You can even look at your day situation, not to say you can't go out for dinner, absolutely go enjoy it. But if you know that that's taking place and you wanna do a bit more fasting in the morning, if you wanna do a protein load where you have some more protein in the morning and keep your calories lower, knowing that you might have 1400, 1500, whatever the situation is later day, that's totally cool. And the other big thing I'll say with vacation is treat your body with respect. And I've gone away, there's been one time where I, I'm not happy to say I came back feeling horrible. This was many years ago. And ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna control the alcohol. I'm gonna control everything that I can control. Still have a great time, still go with friends, still enjoy everything like that, but treat my body with respect. And I think it's so easy for people to go away and say, oh my gosh, this is my week away from everything and just boom, you come back 10 pounds heavier, you feel like trash, you need a vacation from the vacation, and I'd rather just enjoy it and come back in a better spot or at least the same spot as before. So do not treat your body like garbage. You deserve it and still have fun, but keep everything controlled, plan ahead, and you'll be in a really good spot and you won't feel like you're set back. You won't feel like you need to start over again. And that's one of my biggest secrets to long-term success. Yeah, have that higher mind thinking. I'm really proud to say I've gone on some best vacations of my life this year. We went to Dubai, the Middle East, Qatar for the World Cup with some friends. I went to London. And in both trips, I actually progressed more towards my strength goals as well as my physique goals. And I was really proud of that. And it's not always about needing to progress, but it's about being realistic. And as Kyle said, it's just so easy to say, I'm on vacation, I don't wanna train, I don't wanna move, I just wanna get drunk every night and I wanna eat all the food. But at the end of the day, you gotta say, okay, I'm gonna be happy for about 10 seconds, but then you're gonna come back feeling horrible, you're gonna be out of routine, it's not gonna feel good. And you have to ask yourself, what are you comfortable with? Because I believe if I go away and I'm normally lifting five days, and I find the time to lift three days, I get up a little bit earlier, I do that, or I lift none, like Kyle said, I take that unload week, I go on tons of walk, that's okay. But with each decision, like when you go a little bit lower on that decision, you're gonna see a little bit less results. Same with food, if you say I'm gonna eat a healthy breakfast every day, that's one thing I find I always can control when I travel, I'll just have Greek yogurt, low-cal, high protein, I start the day off right, and then maybe lunch, you have a really good lunch, and then dinner, you go out, you go to a fun restaurant, you do whatever it is. It's all about push and pull, and just being reasonable, and knowing and having a plan and sticking to it. Some people are okay going away, gaining a little bit of weight, having way looser guidelines and saying, I'm just gonna get back to my grind. I'm very self-diligent doing that. If you're someone who gets very demotivated when you go away and every time you expect to just do whatever and not have repercussions, maybe you need to readjust that and be a little bit more honest with yourself. So. This is a big one and this is something you gotta kinda play and see where you are the most comfortable. Everyone has different abilities and different things that they like. I love working out, it makes me happy. I love seeing the gyms all around the world. I think it's really fun going into a new gym, playing with new equipment, seeing new people, hearing different accents. It's a lot of fun. I love aiming the challenge of finding high protein foods, eating healthy. I enjoy eating healthy foods because it makes me feel more energized and more excited to get out and explore and experience that area that I'm traveling to. And that viewpoint for me has been very freeing because as I mentioned, I can see results, feel good, experience that place, go to the best restaurants, still be active, have a ton of my day and really just make the most of it. So that was a fantastic one. And now into number three, this is another one that is very dear to my heart and that is eating out. 
I know a lot of people, they lose a ton of weight, they have a ton of success on their diet, they meal prep, they feel phenomenal, they get invited out, oftentimes they'll say, I'm not going out, I can't go out, I'm gonna screw it all up, I'm not gonna feel good, and they'll avoid it, and that can work, it's a great tool if you wanna stick to your goals, but you're also gonna have no life, you're gonna be miserable, you're gonna dread and resent being healthy and fitness, and I think that's why some people have such a defensiveness towards them when you bring up these things, because it's like, hey, you're gonna take away all my socializing, all my happiness, all my time with friends, if I need to be healthy, if I need to be on top of this. And I can understand how that can be scary, but it's all about learning how to navigate those situations. And like most things, the best way to learn how to do that is to get out there and practice. So one of the best things you can do is look up the menu in advance. If you're someone who's been on a diet or you've had a lot of success, chances are you already do this because you can know exactly what you want. And when I know exactly what I want, even we were watching the Bills game, go Buffalo Bills, you know, shout out to them. I hope we go Bills to the bowl. I knew I wanted some wings. I looked up the menu. I knew what was there. I planned to have some wings. They had some specials. They had Corona Light on special, which was great. Had that all nice and logged in and tracked, which is really exciting. And I navigated my day around that. Had a ton of success. Hit my macros. That's all you need to do. It's like a little bit planning. We said it a million times. We're going to keep saying it a million times. But you fail to plan. Uh, plan to fail. There's a reason this quote is so powerful. And without a plan, you just you taking out all the control. The more you can be in control of situations where you're out of your control, the better it'll be. And sometimes it'll be completely random and they won't have the thing you wanted and you'll have to learn how to navigate that and having that self-understanding or if it's a really really special event saying I'm comfortable going this much over and being this many days behind in my journey, whatever it is, it's just removing that all or nothing attitude towards this of, oh, I'm going out so I need to eat the whole menu and get six drinks and an appetizer, three desserts. It doesn't need to be like that. You can enjoy that time and still feel good about it and not completely destroy your progress. And that's how you can enjoy this and have a life and have it be sustainable. Yeah, and honestly, adding on, like Josh and myself, we're very great and we're actually gonna make a YouTube video on this of like, macro-friendly, calorie-friendly places to eat out. If you're someone who happens to forget your lunch or you're just going out and you want to suggest different little fast food places or whatever like that, like even just different sub high-protein sub places, there's Chipotle, like there's lots of different things and there's so many different ways to navigate it versus just going to, you know, something like Wendy's or Harvey's or McDonald's or whatever the situation is. There's lots of great decisions you can make there to still see some great progress and treat your body with respect. And this brings us into number four, kind of ties us in from the eating perspective, partying and drinking. So one of my biggest tools is just setting some sort of limit. And once again, as we had mentioned, planning ahead for me personally, I like to kind of know what's going on, what my current, what my situation is going to be like. Now, of course, there'll be lots of different places where there may be some curveballs, and we might have to navigate the night or we're going out and someone wants to go to an extra bar and you know, whatever, there's always going to be different situations. But I do believe that being able to look at the situation beforehand, I'm always a planner. I know usually what's going on at night, what's going on on the weekend, stuff like that for the most part. And it allows me me to just stay on track and and plan ahead. And that's the way that I'm able to perform my best. That's me personally speaking. But with all that being said, there's a lot of different things you can do. Uh, There's a lot of different healthier options. And there's a big difference between someone going out and chugging 14 beers in a couple hours and someone saying, hey, I want two to three vodka sodas, maybe a couple rum and diet Cokes, maybe the Corona light. Like there's a lot of different ways to navigate once again, to still feel like you're on track and to still stay on track, not even just feel like you're on track 
and wake up the next day and still want to hit the gym and still hit your calories and still do some incredible things. And once again, my biggest thing here, I was mentioning before, not treating your body like garbage, but here treating it with respect as, as I'd mentioned. I've had those nights. I do not feel great. I don't recommend it. And there's just definitely nothing better than just looking at your body. You have one body for the rest of your life and saying, I do the best possible thing. I, I treat it to, with its utmost respect and just take care of it. Everything that I put in here, not always perfect, but I try to do my best with that situation. And that's going to avoid just the consistent binge drinking. It's going to be all those foods that come from the binge drinking. Like that's not great for you. It's going to be, you know, when you do that, then the next day you don't feel great. Like we've all been there. It's not ideal. So when it comes down to it, I try to have a plan and I try to do just the best possible things I can within that plan. And that allows me to stay on track. And that's something you can utilize for the rest of your life. So you don't have to turn down some things. You can still stay on track, still enjoy it, have a great time and bada boom, bada bing, you're good to go. Yeah, even just learning how to properly track and record your alcohol and the different types of drinks, some that are denser than others, is just going to go a long way. And as Kyle said, it's just, it's experience. It's something you got to get out there and practice and be realistic with. And a good theme of this too is not doing things that leave you feeling like absolute trash and just having that higher mind. I know it's hard and things happen and pop up, but at the end of the day, like treating your body with respect, we got one body and learning how to navigate it, not just destroying it for the sake of destroying it and really having that higher thinking of, how can I have a good time and not just feel horrible from it and not undo a ton of progress and take care of myself and just finding that balance in your life is a very freeing thing. So that was incredibly well said. Number five is a bad weigh in. So we recommend our clients weigh in every single day. Science has shown time and time again, people that weigh in more lose more weight. That is a fact. Even myself, I love weighing in. I weigh in every single day even when I don't want to, because it gives me an amazing idea of where I'm at, how food's affected me. Yesterday I went out, uh, I made really good choices. We've been doing a challenge now, I believe we're on day 16. I've stuck to the criteria every single day. I felt really good with it. A uh, challenge we did with our clients. So it's a sustainability challenge where we have to navigate that and make good decisions. And this episode is very dear to us because right now we're living in a different place. We're going out, we've got a lot of friends coming on. There's a lot of exciting things. And I worked really hard to make sure I hit my macros yesterday. I ordered a kale salad. I had a chicken breast with vegetables. I had everything tracked and recorded and I felt really good because of it. However, this morning I woke up a little bit heavy and you'd say, okay, well, you did everything you could. It's no big deal. It's probably sodium and stuff. And it probably is. But even I saw in Kyle, those vegetables taste a little bit too good. And so did that chicken. So there's a chance, even though I counted for some of that oil, there was a ton of butter there, or maybe there was just a ridiculous amount of salt. It could be the timing of when I ate my meals. It's a million things. And I don't let that number be like, oh man, I weighed in a little bit heavier. So I gained two pounds overnight and I screwed all my progress. It's That's not how it works. It's just, I understand the fact. I'm like, okay, I ate at a different place. Maybe I had more calories than I had thought with the butter and the oil. That's not a failure on my part. I did the best I could. And this is where I have this awareness. And maybe today I'm going to tighten it up a bit because of yesterday. I'm going to eat some more things I like and know and really kind of gauge how I feel. And then if I ever went back to that spot, I would adjust accordingly. And that's what it's all about. And that's what weighing should be. And by weighing in more, I believe you can detach yourself from that number more. Look at the weekly average and have an awareness. And sometimes we'll think we're doing everything right. Scale pops up, scale pops up, scale pops up, scale pops up. And there's no reason for it. You might have to say, ooh, am I recording everything? And even for myself, a lot of the time, it's just consuming more calories than you think. 
I hit my macros perfectly the other day. I'm like, okay, sweet. And then I was challenging one of my clients just to double check that they're recording everything and measuring and weighing the best I can. And I thought about it. I'm like, oh, we randomly went to Dunkin' Donuts. We've been cooking, uh, like, or cooking. We've been making our coffee at home, which has been super nice and trying all these different fun coffees. And I have total control. I put a splash of milk in there. It's basically no cows. I track it. It's like 15 cows. It's no big deal. But we went to Dunkin' Donuts and they ask you what you want, whatever, right? And I'm like, I'm lactose, so I usually get cream, contains a little bit of lactose, whatever. So I just said, with a cream. And then of course I get the thing and it says four cream. So like right away, that's like over 200 cals. And then also, if you remember from last week, I was sick. Uh, so I was having a few hauls. And then even that's something you wouldn't think. You're like, oh, it's just a cold candy. Probably doesn't have cows. It is cows. Two of those things are 15 or 25 cows. I can't remember. I had quite a few of them. And once again, that's a lot more calories than I thought. That could be by the weight popped up. And in the morning, me seeing that have your way and makes me think, ah, I forgot these things. I need to be more insightful. I need to do better. And that's where it can be a good tool. And you shouldn't get demotivated from a bad way. And you should just learn from it and reflect on it. And when you see it, it makes you want to do more and challenge yourself to do better. And the scale shouldn't be a sense of reward either. And in general, kind of be like, oh, nice. I got a low weigh-in, but I try not to put too much stock in it because it shouldn't also be like the most exciting thing. You shouldn't be overly rewarding yourself for that. You should be proud of yourself, but the weekly average is what I care about. You don't want to just have weight dive down, hit, do something awesome, binge out on the weekend, see it pop up and then have this cycle. You're just going to feel horrible. You're going to hate the process. Whereas instead of, if you just use it as a tool for growth, it's a lot more motivating. And as we've always said, it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up. And this is just a tool for us to improve. I know a lot of people say, I hate my weight. I don't want to look at my weight. I want to know my weight. That's because it's scary. But at the end of the day, you do that long enough, eventually you got to hop on there and you're like, my gosh, I've gained 30 pounds in the last year and a half. That's a horrible feeling. I'd rather look at it and be like, oh, you know, I'm up a pound or two. Like I screwed up a little bit on this vacation, but let's get back to the grind. Let's get that off. That's where I believe it's a good tool. And your worth isn't your weight. Weight is just a tool. Weight shouldn't always be going down either. If you're getting muscle, that is a component. Once again, the whole muscle weighs more than the fat is a little bit overstated, but there's a whole myriad of effects, but I'm just saying that weight can be an incredible tool for you to gauge where you're at in your journey and whether you're working towards your goal or getting away from it. Yeah. And that brings us into the next one, which perfectly ties into what Josh was saying plateaus. And I would say like, there's going to be so many different times that you're going to hit a plateau. You're going to be trying really hard. You're like, why isn't it working? What's going on here? And number one thing, like I'll give you a couple different things to focus on, but is just the accuracy of things. As Josh had mentioned, like a lot of people will think, oh, I need to eat less. I need to do this. I need to move more. I need to run more. I need to do all this stuff. But a lot of times, like it's been proven that people have 30 to 40% more calories than they think. So you might be thinking, well, here's where my calories are burned. Um, I'm, let's say you burn 2000 calories per day. Let's say you start to eat 1700 and cool, you think you're in a calorie deficit. Everything that Josh had mentioned, it's very possible you're actually at maintenance or even in a surplus. So to push past a plateau, I would really make sure you're being as accurate as possible. If you can weigh things on the scale, such as your food, if you can use measuring cups, if you can cook more at home, like that is, in my personal opinion, one of the greatest things you can do to push past a plateau. Of course, decreasing your calories is a great way, depending on what your situation is and where you're at. Of course, doing some more movement. Once again, I'm looking at it from a fat loss perspective in this case. So there are a lot of different things you 
you can ma- ma- manipulate there. You just need to be in a straight up calorie deficit and you'll get some great results. However, there are so many things to consider within this. Once you get to a point where your body's just like, I can't decrease my calories anymore. I can't move anymore. Like there's a lot of different things to consider. We got to start to maybe do a reverse diet, maybe a diet break, maybe carb refeeds, depending on where you're at. So there are a lot of things. Long story short is that is what we do. And that is what our expertise is to help people get to the next level. And there are a lot of people, once again, there is no worse feeling than trying really hard, saying you're working out, you're doing all this great stuff. Even when it comes down to the workout routine, everything needs to have progressive overload. You need to be looking to get to the next level within your weights. Like everything needs to be increasing. There's a lot of formulas that need to take place. So long story short, we will take care of you. We are looking for three motivated individuals who are looking to get unstuck, start to finally lose that body weight, start to finally build muscle, lose body fat, everything like that. Send us a message with the keyword on Instagram with the, yeah, send us a message on Instagram with the keyword, get unstuck. We'll take care of you and we'll get you some incredible results. Awesome. And before we continue on, this podcast is now available on video. So if you're like most people, you're listening on Spotify or iTunes and you want to check us out on video, see our faces, watch us smile, eventually even have visuals and just a whole nother way of learning. We also like to put stuff on the screen so it's a little bit easier to catch. Even if you have it on the background, we definitely recommend it. You can see that in as a first link in the description down below. Go ahead, check it out, subscribe to the channel, or just search Fit Healthy Happy Podcast on YouTube. And for those of you that have watched it, we're going to put something on the screen here. So if you see this on the screen right now and you made it this far, we want you to comment this down below so we know you're a real one because you made it this far. We thought it was a lot of fun doing that in the first episode. It was awesome to see how many people do did that. So I just want to go ahead and mention that there as well. But number seven is another big one and that is death slash emotional trauma so i know this is a little bit heavy but this is life things happen and it is really hard there's a million things that can happen you can get horrible news personally or to a loved one and it it takes a toll on you it's completely fair to say it can take the kind of physicality out of you and really knock you back and shock you and one thing that has really helped me navigate this over the years because it's definitely happened a lot in my own life as well is I remember especially when these things happen how important health is to me and how important healthy living is so I can be around so I can live my best life and every time I'm sick or I end up in a hospital or something it really reminds me of why I do this and it kind of lights more of that light and if there's people around me going through trauma and pain I want to be able to be my strongest version for them and for me the gym is a great like coping mechanism of therapy you can lift just listen to heavy weights zone out be present in that moment have a physical outlet like there's something about getting some of that energy out, especially when you're in pain or you're grieving and also navigating the kind of person you are. If you're someone who has a hard time getting to the gym when that happens and you need time to grieve and that's how you grieve, that's fine as well. It's important you take that time to grieve, but you do need to get yourself out of that hole. And I really try to remind myself to the bad news of the person that's hurting or the person that passed. I know myself, if I pass, I wouldn't want people suffering and beating themselves out, out too bad and not feeling good because of that. Like I'd want them still to be able to live their life and feel great. And that's how I've internalized it and had success with it. And at the same time, as I mentioned, being there for family is obviously the first thing when these things happen and being present and being aware and being with loved ones. But even for me, I know I'm my best self and I can kind of sneak out get to the gym, crush a workout, still eat good foods because there's nothing worse than feeling down and making yourself feel worse from over medicating with things like alcohol or junk food or depriving yourself of sleep, whatever it is. I just know more than ever, that's when you need health, fitness and routine. 
Yeah, and just really paying attention to the things that make you feel your best to be able to be there for everyone else like Josh said is so insightful. And last but not least is being in a tough situation, a tough eating situation, whether it's a sports game, whether the food place that you're trying to go to is closed. There's going to be a lot of these different things. And I have a couple different principles and a couple different tips. We've been talking a lot about pre-eating. So let's say, for example, you are going to a sporting event. You know that there's only nachos, popcorn, and giant hot dogs. You know, if you decide to want it and work it into your calories and that's what makes you feel good, that's cool. I'd probably not really want any of those things. So I'm going to have a nice, healthy, nutritious dinner before. I'm going to have lots of veggies. I'm going to have lots of protein to fill me up. That's going to be my decision. So even for us there, with a lot of people coming to visit us, we may have to make those decisions where we're still going to go out, enjoy the dinner, take people around, show them around the place that we're at. But we might pre-eat and have the stuff that we want to. We've been having some turkey burgers before we go out here, which is a great way to fill up, get some good calories. We have full control. And there's so many different things. There's nothing wrong with just having a little meal before going out and going into a situation. Even if you know that you might be struggling in that situation because you're super hungry, it's honestly better to do that and then just not have to have anything there. Um, Another question that I always ask myself is, do I really want this? And I'm using a sporting event as an example, but this can go in so many different ways. Like if you really genuinely want it and it fits in and it's something that you care about, cool. But I'd say a lot of the times we just get it just because it's there, just because someone else is having it beside, you see the nachos and you're kind of like, oh man, that looks really good. But just being honest with yourself, do I actually genuinely want this? Is this in line with my fitness goals? Is this great for my health? Once again, there are going to be some times where I say, I really want this ice cream. It's a hot day. Um, Another thing is we've been substituting different things instead of having a 500 calorie ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, we've been having these fun Yasso bars, which is like eight grams of protein. Like there are so many substitutes, so many different ways to stay on track. You just have to look for them. You just have to pre-plan. You just have to be aware. And I guarantee you like 10 years, you can stay super consistent and we've been doing it. And that's what we want to recommend. So there are going to be so many obstacles. You just have to look for solutions. You have to stay consistent. You have to pre-plan and you will be unstoppable. So now you have it. There's a ton of common obstacles that may or may not pop up. We hope they don't, but they definitely will, sadly. So now you know how to navigate them and know it's all about trial and error. You can't always be perfect. I still mess up, but having done it a million times, I find I'm getting better and better and stronger at it. Like Just like you put reps in at the gym and get stronger at exercise, you can for these social situations. And if you want to navigate your fitness and health and happiness in the best way possible, get a coach. Let me and Kyle help you level up and become your best self. Go ahead and DM us Get Unstuck on Instagram to at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. This was an incredible episode. Definitely feel free to refer back to this in the future if something does pop up or you have a situation. We want this to be here to help you navigate through it. But as always, we'll see you on Monday. It's going to be a killer episode, so make sure you tune in. Peace out.